Hallelujah. It's good to be with you tonight and in your home or wherever you're at tonight. And uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I I didn't know how long I was going to be tonight. I didn't know if I was going to be short or, or what. But I guess it doesn't really matter because you may already be in your pajamas and <laughs> you can hear the word of the Lord and then sleep on it, and it's going to be great. I want to just encourage you with this tonight. And this is one of the biggest things that the Lord, as I was praying about this, the word of the Lord hasn't changed. The word of the Lord is still the same. And that word is in 2020. If you're at home, you, you can still participate, even though I can't hear you, but, but you need to still participate with what we're saying. Get out your notebook, get out your pen, get out your Bible, get ready, because we're going to look at a lot of scriptures. But say this with me, in 2020, God will open a new door and bring supernatural increase like never before. That word is still, is still the same. Now, is God a man that he can lie? He is not. And so we know that this word is still the same. It was the word that was the same before this virus came out. And it's still the word of the Lord. And so I want us to, uh, I want to give you a definition tonight of a really simple word that many of us know. And it's the word distraction. And the word distraction means this. It means a thing that prevents someone from giving all their attention to something. Let me read that again. Distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving all their attention to something. Another definition is it's extreme Agitation of the mind and emotions. The word distraction is extreme agitation of the mind and emotions. Another definition says that it describes uh, distraction as it takes your attention away from what you're supposed to be doing. And so when we get the word that God will open a new door and bring supernatural increase as never before... And then this pandemic sweeps the country and sweeps the world. And it's the talk of the world. And it's, it's on everybody's lips. It's in their mouth. It's what they're talking about. That can become a distraction to what our faith and what our focus has been on as, as a body of believers here at Heritage of Faith. What the prophet has said that in 2020... God will open a new door and bring supernatural increase as never before. That word is still the same. Because God hasn't changed in the last two or three weeks. His word is eternal and his word doesn't return void. Can I get a better amen from the home crowd, please? So I want to start tonight in Exodus chapter 6.
In Exodus chapter 6, Therefore say to the children of Israel, verse 6, I am the Lord. I wonder how many times God had to remind His people. If you read through the Scriptures, He had to remind His people, I am the Lord. I am God. I do not change. And He says this over and over again. So apparently... Those people needed reminded, and we today still need reminders that God is God. He is still the Lord. He is still on His throne. He's not on a break. He's not on strike. Heaven hasn't closed their doors. He is still God. And so in verse 6, He says, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. I want to uh, put your attention on this word, outstretched arm. Now, what Dr. Savell said in the last time he spoke at our church, that this was the set time. He talked about appointed time, fixed time, and set time. And in a set time, I'm going to grab my notes right here. A set time is defined as a time for God's divine intervention to take place. Well, if there's ever been a time for that, now's the time. And so when he was talking about set time, it's a time for God's divine intervention to take place. And then I looked up this word intervention, and it means an act that alters the course of things in order to improve it. And we talked about uh, one of the synonyms for that word is the word interfere. Well, if there's ever been a time for God to interfere into what's going on in the world today, now's the time. Can you say amen to that? But in verse 6, he talks about this outstretched arm. And so I want to deal with that a little bit tonight and show you that throughout Scripture, in not only in Exodus chapter 6 and verse 6, but if you, if you turn to Joshua chapter 4, Joshua chapter 4, verse 23 says, For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. See, sometimes we have to go back and remind ourselves. These stories are in the, are in the Bible for us to be able to take these stories of what God did then and what he would, if he did it for them, he'll do it for us today. He's the same God. It says, verse 24 says, that all the peoples of the earth may know. So God interfered. God uh, uh, intervened. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty. So now it's talked about, and the last scripture we read about is outstretched arm. But now it's saying that his hand is mighty. 
Watch this. That you may fear the Lord your God forever. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Just giving you a few scriptures to go on here. Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verse 29. It says, Yet they are your people and your inheritance whom you brought out by your mighty power and by your outstretched arm. So there it is again, the outstretched arm. Deuteronomy chapter 7, just turn back a couple of chapters. Verse 18, it says, You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. Aren't you glad God's on your side? (laughs) If you're a Christian, God's on your side. Amen? I wouldn't want to set myself as an enemy to God. Verse 19, the great trials which your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord God brought you out. So you can see here again that God brought them out through a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of of whom you are afraid. Uh, Psalms chapter 89, verse 13. And then I'm going to start to tie all this together. Psalm 89, verse 13. It says, you have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, and high is your right hand. Verse 21. With whom my hand shall be established, also my arm shall strengthen him. Who's he talking about? You and me. And so I want to define for you, when the, when the scripture talks about an outstretched arm, what that means. An outstretched arm, it, it means to stretch out, to spread out, or to extend. And what that means is it's an instrument. We're talking about an outstretched arm. It's an instrument of deliverance and judgment. It's a symbol of strength, divine strength, might, power, and help. An outstretched arm. That's what that means. And his mighty hand, what that means is it's an instrument a person uses to accomplish a person, I mean a purpose, an intention, or a plan. So when it talks about his outstretched arm, it's talking about his power and his strength. And it's talking about his mighty hand. It's talking about his purpose and his plan. (laughs) Are you getting this at home? And so if we go to Psalm uh, chapter 136. Now this is where you participate here at home or there at home. As we read this scripture, Psalm 136, and we're going to read quite a ways here. So I'm going to read the first part of the scripture, and then I want you to respond with the second part, like each verse has uh, two parts. So I'll, I'll read, for example, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and you say, for his mercy endures forever. 
Now, the Amplified says it this way, and this is the way I want us to, uh, our response here, those uh, that are here in the sanctuary and those that are at home. The Amplified says it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. That we can't forget that the reason why God is on the rise and the reason why he has set, set this as a set time is because of his mercy and his loving kindness for his people. Okay, so verse two, oh, give thanks to the God of God's. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. What are we doing right here, Pastor? We are glorifying God. We are glorifying our God. We're not here to talk about... Corona or the coronavirus. We're glorifying God and who God is. And that God's way, way, way above anything that the devil can bring into the earth. Verse 5. To him who by wisdom and understanding made the heavens. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. To him who stretched out the earth upon the waters. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. To him who made the great lights for his mercy. To him, or talking about the great lights, verse 8 says, The sun to rule over the day. Come on. For his The moon and the stars to rule by night. Come on. To him who smote Egypt in their firstborn for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. And brought out Israel from among them for his Verse 12. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. Hallelujah. Saints, God's mercy. He is rich in mercy because of his great love. He loves, he he knows what's happening in the earth. He is not uh, shocked, surprised, absent-minded toward it, has his back turned, none of those things. He is still God. And he's our God. He's my God. And he's got to be the God that is personal to you. Who is God to you? Is he the God that does great wonders? Is he the God to you who by wisdom and understanding made the heavens? Is he the God to you who stretched out the earth upon the waters? He's got to be a personal God to us because this is a great time to really get into time with God, to spend with God, to grow closer to God. Psalms 91 talks about this, about how when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High and remain stable and fixed under His shadow, 
I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. On him I lean, I rely, and in him I confidently trust. But that's a person that is dwelling in his presence. That's a person that's fixed under and stable under the shadow of the Almighty God. And so the way that we fight fear, and Pastor just said it, is faith in our heart and faith in our mouth. And so we say out of our mouth, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God. God. On Him, I lean, I rely, and in Him I confidently trust. And all this... I'm not minimizing what's going on today. But this is a perfect opportunity for you to press in to who God is and who God is to you. I've asked myself over the last week, two weeks, what do I really believe? Do I really believe the word of the Lord? That God will open a new door and bring supernatural increase like never before. When When you see the stock market you know, tumbling. But what do I believe based on what God has said? Do I believe the word of the Lord? And so this is a time for us to ask ourselves these things. Because through times like this is when we come through these things stronger, when we decide what we really believe. You can say what you believe because you have knowledge of the scripture. But when something like this tests what you believe, Not God testing what you believe, but something like this, testing what you believe to show where you really are. Well, you can grow in that. And so his mighty hand, his outstretched arm. And so he asked Moses this question. And I'm going to ask you this question tonight as I begin to wrap this up. Numbers chapter 11. In verse 23. Numbers chapter 11. In verse 23. And it says. And the Lord said to Moses. Has the Lord's arm been shortened? I ask you tonight. Has the Lord's arm been shortened? That's a a good time to say no. That's a good time to scream it out. (laughs) The Amplified says it like this. Numbers 11, verse 23. The Lord says to Moses, Has the Lord's hand, his ability and his power become short, thwarted, and inadequate? Somebody here just got it. What I was. (laughs) You shall see now whether my words shall come to pass for you or not. You shall see now whether the word of the Lord will come to pass for you or not. Will you believe? Will you stay in faith? It's like it's like the Lord saying, I am the Lord. My outstretched arm, my mighty hand. I've created the heavens, created the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars. Is my hand shortened? 
And so the words that we speak out of our mouth, how we respond with our mouth. He says, therefore, I will not fear. David knew who God was to him. He said, the same God that delivered me from the lion and the bear will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Key words there. But David knew who God was to him. Because he, he had spent time with God. He had, he had, God had gotten him through some stuff. Has God gotten anybody through some stuff? And so we call, we recall, we remember what God has done. Moses knew his God when he's standing there at the Red Sea with all the Israelites and Pharaoh's army is closing in on him. Where he says, hold your peace and see what the Lord will do. So I say to you tonight, see what God will do. Stay in faith. Stay expectant. Stay hooked up. Don't get into fear. Say out of your mouth, I will not fear. Wait and see what God will do. See, I don't know how he's going to do it. But I'm not responsible for that. I'm only responsible to what? Believe. I'm only responsible to speak what I, what? Believe. I love that story of Elijah when the prophets of Baal, he's faced off with the prophets of Baal. And there, you know, he says, call on your God. And it's found in uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. I I just want to read this because I really think that this... (laughs) This will give you some confidence, you know, because Elijah knew who God was to him. So 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse verse 25, it says, Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and dress it first for you are many and call on the name of your God. But put no fire under it. So they took the bull, given and dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying, Oh, Baal, hear and answer us. But there was no voice. No one answered. And they leaped up and down and limped around and about the altar and made a big spectacle. And at at noon, watch this. The Amplified says it this way, verse 27. Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud. In other words, what? maybe you're not crying out loud enough. Maybe you need to cry louder. What was this? I'm not saying for you to go out and mock people. <laughs> but I'm talking about he was so confident in his God. And this was a thing of between God, the real, true, only true God, and false God. And so... He says, why don't you cry louder? For is he, he is a God, either he is musing or he has gone aside or maybe he's on a journey. Or perhaps he's asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves and knives and and all this stuff. And, And then verse 30, Elijah said, Come to all the people, come near to me. 
And he repaired the old altar that had been broken down. Elijah took 12 stones. And I want you to see what he says. They put water on it. And verse 37, he says, verse 36, Elijah says, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, or Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your word. Elijah knew who his God was. And he had great confidence in, in what God could do in that situation. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Elisha. How about the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that said, Hey, we're not going to bow to your God because we know our God. So we're not going to bow. What happened? He showed up in the fiery furnace. I thought we only threw three men in there. Well, what's the, what's the fourth man that I see that is like the Son of God? <laughs> All right, I want to end with this. Psalm chapter 46. So these are the kinds of things that we need to put into our mouth. Scriptures like, no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that rises against me will be condemned. For that's my right and heritage. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The Amplified says it like this. God is our refuge and strength. <laughs> Let me open it. Verse 46. Or I mean, chapter 46. God is our refuge and strength. Mighty and impenetrable to temptation, a very present and well-proved help. Hasn't God proven himself? Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change. Are there changes going on in the earth? Oh, man. But our instruction is that we will not fear. And though the mountains be shaken into the midst of sea, Though its waters roar and foam through the mountains, tremble at its swelling and tumult, we will not fear. Though all these things are going on around us. I like Psalm 27. I hope you're encouraged by this tonight. Psalms 27. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my light. And my salvation, whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Verse 3. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise against me, even then in this will I be confident. And lastly, I just want to read this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And the second part of this says, therefore, verse 4, therefore we do not become discouraged, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear. 
You know, fear can wear a person down and weary them out. It says we don't do this. We don't become discouraged. It says, though our outer man is progressively decaying and wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. What's happening right now is your inner man is being renewed right now. Your inner man is being renewed. You're being strengthened. You're being strengthened in your faith, strengthened in your spirit. You're, the, the joy is growing on the inside of you. Faith is growing on the inside of you. For our light momentary affliction, the slight distress of the passing hour is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. You know, mom said it like this. These things shall pass. And so it goes on to say, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen. So we're not looking at uh, and, and being distracted by what is going on right now in contrast to what the word of the Lord is. Well, how's God going to bring supernatural increase with all this going on? It's supernatural. <laughs> if you and I could do it, it would be natural. But it's supernatural. So we look not at the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal. They're brief and they're fleeting. This thing will, is not eternal. It's brief and it's fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless, or you could say full of life, and everlasting. That's the God that we serve. He's an everlasting God. He's a good God, and he's good to you and me. And I just want to, uh, before pastor comes up, I want to pray for you at home tonight, and, and just, just pray over your home. So if you will agree with me and us in here, Father, I pray over every home and every person that's watching this by live stream and those that, it, that are going back to watch it uh, as it's been recorded. Father, I speak blessing over their home, Father. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that you cover their home with the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood that he spilled for us, Lord, for our healing. By his stripes, we are healed. And Father, I thank you that no plague comes near their home. No sickness comes near them in the name of Jesus. Father, I come against the spirit of fear and I, I bind you, you spirit of fear. I bind you in the name of Jesus. You will not operate in the homes of God's children. And we bind you and tell you to go in Jesus name. And we speak peace over every home. The peace of God will come into every home and flood your home with peace. That your mind will be at peace. Your bodies will be at peace in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Woo. And we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you're at home... Just give the Lord a good shout of praise. We'll give him a shout of praise in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Pastor. 
Amen. What a great word. Amen. Do you receive that? Yeah. You know, um, you know, like I said, this is this is a time when we, we have like I said, we, we have to put the word to work. Yeah. Amen. And uh, and so we believe, like I said, this is this is this is gonna be a quick thing. And just know as a church family we love you and we believe in you. And and just realizing just what Eric ministered tonight, that God's arm is not cannot be shortened. Hold on to that word, that God's arm cannot be shortened and will not be shortened on your behalf. And also realize that that God has given us, the church, every tool we will need to be successful. He's given us his word, and he's given us the Holy Ghost. So make sure, even as Annette said earlier, he's a reminder but encourage to build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I want to encourage you to do that every day, every day. Make it a point to, to get in the word every day. Make it a point to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, we need, we need to stay encouraged in these times. You know, and, and I, I feel encouraged before we dismiss just to, because we are the church. We have the glory of God on the inside of us. And there's no better time than now for you need, you need to invite people to watch Sunday morning. Amen. You need to be a source of strength. You need to be a voice um, to your neighbors, maybe those on your street. Amen. Encourage them to, to make a little card, maybe an invitation. Hey, come to your house and watch the service with you, Amen. you know, or whatever it is. But, but I'm telling you, people are looking for answers in these times. And so don't, this isn't a time to just sit back. Oh, well, you know, they're not having service. No, you need to get hooked up. You need to be watching on Sunday morning and you need to encourage other people. They're also, also reach out to your church family. This is not the time, uh, you know, our, our, our son is a part of a church and is, is on staff at a church in California and they were quarantined long before they were here. And it's, it's a little more, the rules are a little more strict there and they called it quarantine, but still connected is what they called it. And so they're looking for every opportunity to connect with their neighbors. Also making sure on a weekly basis, they're calling the people they go to church with. Um, so, you know, your Thrive Group will be reaching out to you if you're a part of a Thrive Group, you know. And, and so make sure if you know other people in the church, make sure you're connecting with someone in the church at least once a week. You take that step. I'm telling you, this is a time we have to stay strong. We have to stay connected. So encourage encourage one another. Watch on Sunday morning. Uh, invite other people to watch on Sunday morning. Maybe if there's someone in the church that they don't have the ability to watch, invite them to your house to watch. I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you, God's going to have a word in season for us on Sunday morning. Amen. We love you. We believe in you. Um, man, I, I just believing that that I just have such an expectancy, even though this is just an odd time. And, and, a, and I just say it's an interesting time we're living in. I have an expectancy that, that the glory of God is going to manifest in amazing ways. Amen. Believe that with me. Believe that with Annette and I and the Savelles. I'm telling you, it, great things are happening. Great things are happening. Amen. Father, we thank you for the time that we got to be in prayer. Time to worship, turn towards you, and to hear your word. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that, that as we, we finish this, this uh, service tonight, I thank you that just the peace of God will continue to surround their homes, fill their lives in every way. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
We love you. And we'll be live at 9 o'clock a.m. on Sunday morning. And you can also go back and watch it after that. Love you. God bless. Have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye.